This is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is your home for survivors like myself and those who are searching to find meaning to their why. In season two, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed immediately by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the business, marketing, coaching, and financial worlds. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed or has been edited. As a board-certified wellness coach, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate it if you could share it and subscribe. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. Julinda Lee D's motivational speaking prowess has afforded her a comfortable life, but it wasn't always that way. Forgiving herself was the easy part, but letting go of the abandonment is where the true struggle lies. Hi, Julinda. It's good to see you. Hello, Vera. It's wonderful to see you today. Excellent. (laughs) So what would you like coaching on today? Oh my goodness, I'm going through so many things. Um, I guess one thing that you can help me with, I'm going through a divorce and um, I'm going through the process of letting go, um, letting go of what I wish I had. Does that make sense? Yeah, so what I heard is you're going through (laughs) a divorce and you are sort of trying to process that letting go aspect. Yes. Yes. So what would be a great outcome for today's conversation? (sighs) A great outcome would just be, um, I guess, to know that it's okay where I'm at. You know, because some people I've talked to, some people are like, oh, you just need to hurry up and move on. Some people are saying you should speak to a therapist. Some people are saying, take your time. And I'm pretty smart. So I just want to feel comfortable where I'm at because I know that everything is a journey and everything takes time. Um, And healing is also a process. So you mentioned that you just want to feel comfortable in that decision that you're making. That would be a great outcome for you. Yes. Because sometimes days are harder. Like the other night, you know, I cried, you know, nothing in particular, but I was alone and I'm living alone, so I felt that loneliness, and I just cried, um, just wishing what I had, you know, not to say that the marriage was the greatest marriage, but the idea, um, because it was my second marriage, so my idea was, if I get married again, I'm getting married, I'm staying with him for life, but unfortunately, you know, he had pushed me away where I couldn't stay, and I had compromised myself to stay, because I really wanted it to work out. Um, But unfortunately, some people, you know, they push you against a wall where you have to stay healthy and you have to stay sane for yourself. So I had to leave the relationship. 
So I'm just going through the process. I know that I did the right thing. And I recently filed my divorce papers in March. And so I'm moving on with that. Now I'm just going through the process of being okay by myself. And it's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. Um, it's okay to feel these things um, because I don't want to be rushed into dating. Um, a few people have asked me to go out and I'm willing to go out, you know, for lunch or dinner, but I'm really not ready to take it past that. And some people feel like I'm isolating myself and I'm not leaving for romance. I'm like, really? <laughs> so, so I, mean, I just want to be okay where I'm at. So when you sort of feel into this idea of sadness, where, where in your body does that reside? I'm going to say like in my spirit, in my gut, uh, because it's painful. It's like a loss. Um, and I've, I haven't, ex I've experienced different types of losses, but this was like a loss that, um, that it hurts. It's, Stings. <laughs> that was the word I used the other night with myself. I was like, this stings. But I'm going to be honest with you. I was feeling some type of way yesterday. But again, like I said, you know, we're intelligent. We know better. Um, so I was, I was feeling sad. I spoke with someone on the phone. They were one of those people say, you need to move on if someone treats you bad. I'm like, I get it. Um, so then I'm going to be honest with you. I listened to the word because I have faith in God. And sure enough, that pastor who was speaking, he was speaking of, let it go. We can't live in the past. God has something greater for us. And yes, I get it. You know, one door has to close for another door to open. I understand that. But you know what it is when you're going through it, you know, it's, it's what they, it's the taste, it's the smells, you know, it's the tears, it's the jeers, it's sleeping alone at night. You know, like who's going to lay with me at night and comfort me and hold me because I'm feeling some type of way. Um, but again, I'm grateful for my faith because I do pray um, often several times a day. Um, he knows I need him. <laughs> Right. I need him extra, but I know he got other stuff, more important things to do. But <laughs> just like I just want to, I just want to be okay where I, where I'm at because in my heart I know that it's okay where I'm at. Um, it's, it's just you know sometimes we allow outside influences to deter us from you know where we're at and being comfortable. So you mentioned a few rich things there. You mentioned a bee sting. <laughs> You mentioned in your spirit, in your stomach. Can you can you describe the the sensations? It gets like in a knot. Um, so I'm 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 a hot mess. Not a hot mess, but I'm a hot mess. Okay. <laughs> so I was at the grocery store uh, the other day, and I saw a couple, and my stomach just like got kind of tight, and the sadness just came, and tears came out of my eyes. And I was like, I'm glad, you know, we have these masks on. <laughs> I'm glad that we're keeping our distance because I was literally walking past people, but I know they couldn't see my tears. And um, again, I just feel at the end of the day, like a loss, uh, a sadness. Um, but yeah, it hits like the pit of my stomach and it's it almost sometimes I feel like I'm going to be sick because that's just that loss and that sadness that I feel. 
And you're the first person I got to share this with. So um, I do talk to people, but not intimately like you're asking me those questions. So, Well, this this sort of pit and this lost feeling, I don't know. If it had a voice, what do you think it would say? I think it would tell me that, girl, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Um, I've been through a lot of things in my life, so um, this is not the first thing that I've had to overcome or, you know, heal from. Um, It's just that, you know, sometimes you just, you want to be comfortable in life. Uh, You want to have some type of contentment. Um, And then I was really hoping for that in my marriage. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to receive that. So you said, girl, it's going to be okay. All right. How do you think you can make it be all right? Well, actually, I am making it all right, Savio. This has just been amazing, okay? Like I said, I pray every day, and I have a real faith. Um, So my grandmother was an evangelist, so it was like anointing oil was everywhere, you know, no secular music, (laughs) like tongues speaking, you know, the whole night. So that's where my faith comes from. So to be honest with you, uh, my girlfriend gave me a journal for Christmas. And, you know, you always get a journal for Christmas, and you never write in them. (laughs) And since I'm a poet and a writer, people always want to give me a journal. And I don't necessarily write it up. But you know what? Um, I have been I have been listening to motivational speakers. I have been listening to self-help. Yeah, I have been listening to all these positive things. And of course, you know, I was like, all this stuff comes back to the Bible. You know, let me just read the word, right? And so I started journaling. And my first page is like, I'm rejected. I feel sad. I'm not valued. And each day I just journaled and fast forward, um, January 29th, I received my business license, March, I put a Facebook page up, I have a website, I have three books on Amazon now. So that has been my therapy. That's like, girl, you're going to be all right, walk in faith, do what you do. Um, And that's what it is. So I've been progressing, I've been able to help other people through this, believe it or not. I have a, a, a poetry book called uh, Mar- The Dark Truth Married to a Narcissist. And so um, I was able to go to two uh, Sunday events, a church event, a Christian centered area where people wanted to hear about this because they said people don't talk about uh, abuse in the Christian community. And I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't want to say anything. I felt like people were looking at me funny and judging me. But the next Sunday, um, some of those people that I thought were judging me were actually going through something. And one was a young man. He was 22. And um, he had confided in me. He goes, my mom doesn't even know this. So I I felt good. I'm like, okay, he feels comfortable with me. He says, I'm packing scissors, preparing for when my dad attacks me. So that changed like the whole little scenario for me. And I just knew again, this is bigger than me. I am called to help other people. And so though it was traumatic for me in a sense to share it and somewhat embarrassing, I realized how much I was able to help the next person. And we were able to open up. We were able to talk to this young man because he's 22. He's a slight autistic and he has some other issues going on in his life. And so his mother's very protective of him. 
So with that being said, we had like a little heart to heart. We had an opening. The other women came in the room. They started praying for him, for protection, for discernment, you know, for understanding. So this journey has been amazing. I'm I'm able to, I've been able to elevate myself and I've been able to connect with others where others can find healing. So it's it's been it's nothing but him. I, I give it to him because I'm amazed. I'm like <laughs> He's my father, my creator, and um, and he gets me through it. And I don't know. I kind of feel emotional right now. You asking me that, but um, <laughs> it's it's really something how how our trials and tribulations can help others find healing and ha- and find understanding. So I have to stop asking myself why when I know why I'm going through this, so I can help the next person. You know, you spoke so much about sort of helping others along their journey but I'm sort of curious what does Jalinda need? (laughs) Oh my goodness that is a wonderful question Um, I'm discovering that now um, because I've always been a caretaker I was a a mother I I was a single mother for a long time I raised three children they're they're grown and gone now my oldest son lives in Copenhagen Denmark (laughs) living the good life Um, So with that being said, I never really had time to care for myself. I was always cooking and caring for someone else's needs if someone's sick or someone has to be somewhere. So it's very interesting right now. All I have is me and I'm 50. And so I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm discovering who I am at 50. And so right now, to be honest with you, um, I haven't done anything. I haven't um, gone anywhere. I haven't gone shopping. I haven't really treated myself. I'm just still like learning like to be comfortable by myself. I'm still learning even how to eat properly because before, you know, I cook for my husband breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> now I'm like, there's no schedule. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, this is true new beginnings for real. Yeah. So how would you start that process? I don't know. I've been seeing, um, I've been envisioning the beach. Um, I feel like I need to get to a beach. I feel like I need to get to some water, to some sand, to some rocks. Um, I've been seeing that. Um, I live in, in Northern California. So the closest beach to me would be Santa Cruz or Monterey. I have a sister in LA. And I've been thinking about visiting her, and she's surrounded by beaches. Not that they're the cleanest, but (laughs) that would be California. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what would you do when you go visit her? Well, (laughs) my sister's very interesting because uh, she's she's a hot mess. more so than myself <laughs> but she's also uh she's a, she's married she has children um she's married to a preacher um but you know we all have our we all have our faults <laughs> so if i go visit her i told her that i may stay in a hotel and she was like no i want you to stay with me so part of me would like to have that family closeness but then i would like to also avoid any drama <laughs> Is, is she someone that you can confide in? Yes, most definitely. Um, we both have a dark past. 
so we're non-judgmental when we hear people's stories. Um, she has been someone I've confided in from the very beginning. Um, when I was having issues in my marriage, I was pleasantly surprised that she said, pray for your husband. Now, I said my sister is reformed, but she used to be a crip. So <laughs> when I first told her I was having marital problems, I was hoping she wanted to come down here and be a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, no, you have to pray for your husband. You have to support him. You have to. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, we're, we're going to go the mature route. <laughs> so <laughs> I took heed and um, I listened. I prayed. Um, he and I, we talked about it. We even prayed together. Um, but then when we saw that there was no, you know, there was, he wasn't going to go in the right direction. You know, my sister, she finally had told me, she was like, you have to start caring for yourself. And um, I had made the right decision to do that and had to have him removed from the home. And it was funny because it was during the holidays. It was during Christmas time, right? So that's the hardest. And I was listening to um, R.C. Blakes. He's a preacher on YouTube. And he was talking to the woman saying, women, you have to be strong. You can't let them back in because they're going to be calling you. They're going to be wanting. And sure enough, I got a call. He was like, oh, I, I'm a humble person now. He didn't say, I'm sorry. He didn't say, I love you. He just said, he's a humble person now. And I was like, he ain't changed. <laughs> but I still, I stood my ground, you know, just staying in that positive atmosphere, listening to positive things. Because, you know, it's, it's all what's in your ear, what you're influenced by on the direction you can go. Because Again, we're emotional creatures, so we're gonna react in some type of way. It's just that we have to be conscious on the way that we want to react. And again, since I am older, um, I do have a good understanding of that. So um, I wanted to be mindful. So with, with my husband, I didn't let him come back. I felt sad, but I felt so strong. I felt so powerful that I, he knew right then and there, like, oh, she doesn't want to come together on the holidays, you know, and then he called one other time for New Year's and I stood my ground. So it's, it's just becoming strong and, and not letting anyone take advantage of your love and your heart. <laughs> I noticed, you know, every time you sort of speak, you sort of end with a giggle. Has it always been that way? Yes, yes. Um, it's funny, someone just asked me that. It was a preacher, she just asked me when I did the narcissistic um, interview. She says, after all you've been through, she said, how do you manage to have a bright smile? And I told her the truth. I said, the Lord gave it to me. He gave it to me. I know because sometimes when I want to be mad or I want to be sad, I know it's not logical. I know it doesn't make sense because I'm blessed despite my circumstance. With you right now, I am blessed, honey. I mean, I live in a three bedroom, two bath by myself. I have a good job. I have a Mercedes. Like you schooling me, having this opportunity to have you coach me, why wouldn't I smile? Why wouldn't I giggle? Because despite it all, girl, I know it's gonna be all right. <laughs> I would love to try a little experiment with you. Are you are you open to it? Yes. Yeah. So I just want you to get comfortable in your seat. Take a deep breath or a couple of breaths. You can sort of soften your gaze or close your eyes if you feel comfortable to do so. And you mentioned earlier about sort of 
sadness and that being in your spirit and in the pit of your stomach and oh, describe describe what's happening those feelings come from my my childhood um, I have major abandonment issues I was abandoned by my mother when I was I was told when I was about four but I don't know um, so I have major abandonment issues so losing my husband was another loss and it stings and where does that that bright giggle in this situation, where does that reside? Something greater than myself. Because no matter how sad I feel, I'm able to rise. Um, I was so sad, I, I wasn't able to brush my teeth, comb my hair, get up. I was sitting in the dark. And a woman from my job texts me and said, Jalinda, I need your leadership. I need you to run for union president. And I was like, does this woman know what I'm going through right now? Does she know that I'm in the dark? Does she know that I'm sad? Does she know that I'm crying? And something greater was like, but she knows you're a leader. And I immediately got up and I accepted it. And Savio, the thing was that I knew I wasn't gonna win the position because of the politics. But she stroked my ego. She needed me. What would and happen if up. you told? What would happen if you told her all those feelings? I would not tell her those feelings because I don't trust her like that. She's a colleague, and we and everyone has an agenda. And um, I'm a strong voice, um, and I'm someone who makes things happen. For example, I created, um, established a constituent party on my college campus that was not accepted by our union. So they felt like their powers were being stripped away or taken, which is not true. Um, we're stronger together. So with that being said, um, certain people know my abilities and they know that I will come at the call of service. So. It was not meant for her to know what I was going through. It was only meant for me to know what I could do. Is there anyone in your life that you can say things like that to? Um, I believe with my sister, I can, um, but I'm limited with her uh, only because she has her own stuff going on. And I'm the oldest, so <laughs> what can I say? Um, I've, with being the oldest, um, though we were all in foster care and everything, I did have custody of two of my sisters and um, my other brother lived with me for a while and another brother lived with me for a while. So I've been the responsible one, you know, to care for other people. So I can share with my sister, but um, I wouldn't want to put too much on her. And the reason being because just recently I did a video about aging out of foster care and she saw the video and she was very touched by the video. But it was like it it, it was just I'm not saying too much, but it just bothered her from her experiences. And I don't want to have to trigger anything 
that she's gone through, if that makes sense. Would it be of any benefit to do it? Um, some things, yes. Um, she has her master's degree because of me. <laughs> so um, she does listen. Um, she is open um, and she is encouraging and she's supportive and she's a woman of God. So she is someone I can talk to. Um, but again, I, I take my troubles to the higher power and to my journal. <laughs> so how does accountability play into this? As far as my accountability? Yeah. Yes, that has been very interesting. Um, I'm completely responsible for how I, for what I allow people to treat me. So in this relationship, um, I am accountable for allowing someone to mistreat me in the sake and the name of marriage. I was trying to hold on to something that I knew that was not healthy for me. So I totally accept my responsibility for sticking around or compromising my beliefs and my values for another person because I can see what it did to my spirit. It was just stripping me away. I felt like I was walking on eggshells and I've come so far just in the last five months of being separated. Um, we were separated multiple times, but the final straw was December 2nd. And from December 2nd to today is what, May 21st? Look it, I'm on the podcast with you. This would have never happened if I was still married. So how does like obstacles work when it comes to reaching this higher power for you? Obstacles, what are those? <laughs> oh my goodness, it's funny. Um, I just, I'm, well, I had two lawsuits right now. One is, one, I'm going to sue this company, and one is my divorce. So both of them have to deal with the courts. And so I was like, Lord, why is this happening to me? Like, da 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 right? And I was like, girl, you, I say to myself, girl, you got this. Because in 2015, I had to sue two landlords at the same time, and I had never sued anyone, and I won both my cases. So when things happen, I have to remember I've already gone through something that's gonna prepare me for this. I've already, it's just like how we have our education. We have our education. We just have to apply it, right, to get us through these situations. Someone asks you to write a research paper. You have a blank page, but you know how to do that because you have the skill set. And that's how I feel about obstacles. Um, I myself, I'm a motivational speaker and I'm a poet, but it didn't come because I wanted to be. It came because I was literally called to be, even though I tried to say no. So that's what I've noticed too. When it when it's meant for you, it will come, you will be called, and you will get through it. And so for me, I just have to remember, you got this. And even my kids have reminded me because they're super independent. I don't hear from them. They don't call, they don't ask for nothing. They got their own thing going on. But I'm a mother, so I worry. And my son who lives in Copenhagen, he went out there homeless with a dream. He says, mom, he says, I got my strength from you. As soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> you will be fine. But before, if he would have just said, mom, I got this, like I never believed him until he told me he got it from me. And he doesn't know all what I've been through, but I know what I've been through. And so if he has 
an ounce of what I have, I know that he will be okay. Because I did say I was in the foster care system. So in the foster care system, I, I was victimized. I was all those things. I had to overcome tons of things in my life. So these things that occur now, I have to remember that I'm equipped. I can handle it. There's nothing that can take me away from my hopes and my dreams because I have a true foundation within my spirit. So how do you relegate and balance the strength with those triggers of loneliness and sadness? <laughs> it's, it's interesting you say that because some days I wonder if I'm crazy <laughs> because I'll wake up, you know, feeling sad, but then by midday, I've made some accomplishments, you know, um, I've updated my website, you know, I've run some errands, um, I've helped somebody with community service. So one of the things that I do, I give back to the homeless. Um, so I have toiletry bags. So I go to the dollar store and I buy sanitary napkins and, and, and wipes and things that women need, um, dry shampoo, moisturizer, hair grease for black women. And so I put these bags together and I ordered the bags off of Amazon. I ordered the, the labels off Vistaprint and I put them together myself and I put them in my trunk. So um, when I see a woman in passing, I can just pull over and I give it to her. Or sometimes I just go down to the park and I'll have like 10 of them and I'll hand them out. So um, I always have to remember it's, it's bigger than me and it's not about me. Um, and even like uh, my mentee that I have, I remind her uh, because she's she's uh, Chinese, but born in Vietnam. So she she has these mixture things going on, but she's going through something right now. And she shared her story, but she said she's not ready to share it with her Vietnamese community. But I tell her, I said, the things that we go through, the things that I go through, it's not about me. It's about the next person who I'm going to be able to help because I'm going to overcome and I'll be able to support the next person and I'll be able to let them know that they are not alone. What do you think the loneliness is, is here to teach you? You know what? <laughs> okay, so I think about some of these disciples who had to walk by themselves. I'm like, am I supposed to walk by myself? <laughs> so I question a lot of things, you know, like, is this supposed to be okay? Is this not supposed to be okay? But most times I'm saying, you know what? There's people, they had to walk by themselves. There's people because I realized too, when I'm in a relationship, I gain weight. <laughs> and I'm not as productive because I work in education. Um, again, I love giving back to the community. I love supporting the young people. Um, so when I'm in a relationship, I'm not able to do that as much. But when I'm single and free, that's who I give it to. I give it to my community. Mm. So I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. You know, you mentioned you're a poet and a writer. So what would what would the... Uh chapter of the book be or the or the tagline be for this phase of your life who I've, I've written a few things <laughs> during this journey and um I don't feel like that today but one of the ones I wrote um I put I, I don't know where it's at but it's close abandonment full circle so it's talking about being abandoned by my parents abandoned by my children, I'm an empty nester, and then abandoned by my husband. So just that loneliness of that full abandonment. But what do I do with that? You know, because I, 
I could resort to self-destructive behavior, but that's not going to help my situation. And I'm smart enough to know that. Right. So um, what I've been doing with my time and my balance is reading scripture, um, meeting, networking with other people, um, understanding the business and growing my brand. So that has been the balance. Um, I did, uh, I wrote a poem last week. I presented for a black graduation. So that was fulfilling. Um, again, I presented my feelings about this narcissistic relationship with church members. And, you know, this is elevating me. This is taking me out of my comfort zone. Uh, so it's been very fulfilling. Excellent. So, Jolinda, we're pretty much close to sort of time when it comes to this coaching portion. Um, but, you know, we spoke a lot about, you know, you going through your divorce and loneliness and sort of trying to come out of today's conversation with sort of tools or ways to handle all this. And then you spoke about your heart and your spirit and, and you know, how does this all land for you right now? Could you elaborate a little bit? How does it all land for me? Yeah, how does that feeling in your chest and your spirit now feel? I guess it's mixed because sometimes it feels tight and sometimes it feels loose. Um, just like this moment, I'm corny. I'll be like, this very moment, it's 1237, well, California time, Pacific time. I feel really good right now. I feel accomplished. I feel like I have a purpose. I knew I was meeting with you today and I knew I had something to look forward to, something that was different, um, something I can share with others as far as not just this interview, but just the podcast experience. Um, so I feel really good about the direction I'm going and the people I'm meeting. I'm meeting some, I'm attracting those people, I, I had two calls last week where they said, I want to help you. One lady was like, come to my house. I want you to pick up this check. I was like, whoa. I was like, it made me nervous. I was like, I said, I don't need a check. But um, so, yeah, um, I probably messed up a blessing, but I, it just it threw me off. I get it. I get it. Perfect. But I, I feel good about where, where I'm going. Great. So now we're going to transition into the other portion. So tell my audience more about you and what you do. Oh, my goodness. Well, my name is Julinda, and I work at community college. I have been there for the last few years. I'm an articulation specialist, meaning that I work with faculty when they want to create or revise a degree or certificate. So it's a lot of fun, and it's very interesting because like we just created a Google certificate, so people will be able to take this Google, uh, take these Google courses, and their their curriculum is by Google, so they'll be able to get a job. So you know we have cosmetology, we have art, so that part is fantastic. So I've been able to use my job as a platform. So I am a poet. I'm self-published. So my first two books, it was a great experience. I got them out there. I was able to use the facilities uh, for events, our community rooms, so I can meet with outside people, um, get with other artists. So that's been a fabulous um, experience. I'm a motivational speaker, like I said. I was called. 
Um, I was attending meetings and then someone asked me to speak to their class and I said I'm not a speaker, but they said their class was filled with former foster youth. So that was a passion of mine. So I was like, what do you need? And I created a PowerPoint and and an interactive handout and it went off so well. I've been speaking 13 years later. And so it just turned into different things like how to prepare for college, how to be more professional, how to, you know, have etiquette in the workplace, you know, so now I'm able to speak on different topics. But at the end of the day, it's just spreading that love and that energy because that's my message. You know, all we need is love in the world. If we had more love, we wouldn't have none of these problems, right? Because we would be concerned if people had housing, if people had food, if people had medical, because that's what it's all about, right? So that's the message I try to spread because a lot of people go through different things in their lives um, that they don't share. People are in abusive relationships. People are homeless. People um, are caring for uh, loved ones. And so people are in a lot of different stressful uh, situations. So my, my, my core message is you set your destiny. Do not let anyone deter you from your hopes and your dreams. They're yours. It's your life. You live your life. You make your choices and, and be fabulous while you're doing it. So I love that sentiment of being fabulous while doing it. <laughs> so what inspires you? Again, it's something that I can't even describe to you because I wonder myself. I'm like, where does this come from? That's where sometimes I'd be thinking I'm crazy. Because I'm like, (laughs) how can I still smile? How can I still feel good? How can I still want to help the next person? But again, it's the spirit. It's something greater than myself. Because, you know, in some scripture it says, if you have the opportunity to help somebody, take it. If you have the opportunity to spread joy, why wouldn't you take it? And um, I'm not naturally like an angry person. I think that stuff, it weighs down. So when I do feel sad, it weighs on my shoulders. And I don't like the way that feels because I wake up like, I don't like to get up, but once I'm up, honey, I'm up, right? And there's no caffeine needed. So (laughs) it's just something that's natural inside of me. You know, like some people can sing, right? Some people can dance, some people can write, some people are really good at business. I'm that personable one. I I meet a lot of people and they all tell me they feel comfortable with me. And that's pros and cons to that, but that's another another topic. (laughs) (laughs) So what would, you know, for someone listening who probably followed a similar beginning life path and then unfortunately didn't end up where you are, what, what are the kernels of advice that you would give them? You know, um, at the end of the day, it's it's about how you feel about yourself. And sometimes when people have been used, abused, and victimized, especially if you were brought up as a child in this situation and you're a child and then you grow up, you know, with these insecurities and you're just vulnerable to all these triggers that are going on with you. Um, at the end of the day, you really need to find someone that you can talk to, someone you can trust. But again, it's about having faith, right? You need, I think you need to have a spiritual faith because when you have a spiritual faith, you'll learn to have faith in others. Because if you don't have a spiritual faith, you'll always be doubt, doubting what anyone says or what anyone does. And I can say that when I was a youngster, a woman, t- a good woman took me into her home when I was 16. I had my own room, a walk-in closet, my own bathroom. I packed my little duffel bag up and I got on a bus and I lived on the streets. 
And why I asked myself, why did I do that? It's because I was not used and it was God. I did not trust her. And it's because I did not trust myself. So for all you out there who are lost, confused, trapped, mentally, physically, financially, you have to find something greater in yourself. And I'm not here to preach on anything, you know, whatever your denomination is, but you have to know that there's something greater that wants to comfort you and love you. And once you accept that, then you can manage man a little bit better. I love that that sort of idea of thinking of yourself outside of yourself to a degree. What would be one or two concrete steps that you could offer my listeners? Well, one of them is I always I say I've recently learned forgive yourself. Wow. Whatever you've gone through in your life, whatever you've done, I'm just going to ask you to forgive yourself. Let that go and know that you're okay. Fine, you weren't the greatest parent. Fine, you weren't the greatest sister or brother or cousin or employee or whatever situation you've gotten yourself into. You have to forgive yourself. You have to let go because that is the only way you can move forward. We cannot live in the past and the present at the same time. So I'm going to say forgive yourself so you can be the best you. Mm. So what keeps you up at night, Jalinda? keeps me up at night nothing really keeps me up at night Um, (laughs) I might wake up in the night to go to the bathroom but um, no like like I said um, I don't really have too much going on and I know that I'm blessed despite my circumstance so right now I'm just adjusting going to bed alone um, and accepting that so that's what I'm going through but once I'm in my bed I'm good. Then I wake up lonely again. <laughs> but, oh, it's so much sweeter, though. It, a peace of mind. Yeah. A peace of mind is, is just so much greater. And, and I'm grateful for that. Well, you know, you were able to sort of turn unfortunate circumstances and tragedies into something empowering. And, you know, I'm just sort of wondering, what's the dream for Jalinda? Okay, so I'm going to tell you, it's probably corny, but I always wanted to be like a world-renowned like speaker. So um, I told my, I was like, I envisioned, you know, doing a wardrobe change and getting on stage <laughs> and just empowering others. You know, um, that, that's my, that's a dream and it's a big dream. So it's a good dream. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you close to it? my way I really do I think that I'm on my way um it's slow and steady but um people are starting to notice me um people are starting to inquire a little bit about me so if I keep up my pace then it will all come forward I love that if you keep up your pace it will all come forward that's a beautiful beautiful sentiment well Jalinda we're pretty much at time but I wanted to thank you so much for this conversation and for just being honest and vulnerable with your experiences yeah i don't know anything else (laughs) wonderful so tell my audience where they can find you uh on uh on the internet yes please you can find me on facebook you can find me under julinda ladee rsp 
speak for impact. You can find me on my YouTube channel, Julinda Ladee. You will hear poetry, you will hear motivational speaking, and you might hear some short stories along the way. And you can also follow me on Amazon. I have three books right now. I have one that's called The Dark Truth, Married to a Narcissist. I have one called Basking in Blessings and another one's called It's Love. So whatever your flavor is, or maybe all three, I'm here for you. Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. Hi there. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. They can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one coaching sessions, daily prompts to move in the right direction, sync directly to your smartphone, and a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.